Time for Tea with Makita is a podcast about redefining self-care. It's about looking at every aspect of our life from music, career, family and relationships and everything in between. It's about spilling tea on those conversations that sometimes are hard to have with other people. Well, we're not ashamed to have those conversations right here. So join me as I spill tea on every topic you ever thought about, talked about, or whispered about. Hey, y'all, it's definitely time for some tea. All right, welcome back. It is time for tea. I want to first just thank everyone so much for sharing their time, their space, and their energy here today. And I just want to bring some awareness because today more than ever, I feel like people are really thinking about their nutrition. They're thinking about, you know, their exercise, what they're really putting into their body and how it's really affecting them overall. And sometimes when we get all of that information, it can be so overwhelming. It's like information overload, which is why I am so excited to have with me today Rita Brewer, who is a board-certified physician assistant, private virtual health coach, who specializes in weight loss and blood sugar balancing. And she's here to spill some tea on nutrition and exercises so we can get, take all that information and kind of, you know, compartmentalize it to make it easier, simple, and something that we can actually incorporate into our lives. So Rita, thank you for coming here and spilling some tea. Girl, it's my pleasure. I am so happy to be here. This is my passion. I love talking about this. All my friends and family get sick of me talking about it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad that you want to you want to spill some tea today with about it. So <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. I think it's so important. I think today more than ever, people are more in tune to what they're putting in their body. So this is information that we we all need. So if you want to, let's like tell my listeners, you know, what led you, because you're so passionate about it. Like this is something that you truly love helping people with, like just give them a little tea on you and your, and your journey. Sure. Well, I hope people are caring about what they're eating, but I, I don't think there's enough of it. And that's why I'm, I'm out here trying to talk about it. So people really understand the power of the food that they put in their body or the beverages they put in their body. There is no medication that can help you with whatever medical problem that you have better than a healthy diet lifestyle, exercise, all the, all those things, the sleep, the stress management, all these things, just healthy lifestyle changes are the best medicine and actually should be the number one treatment that we use for our patients, clients, friends, family, but we're not. And that's why I'm so passionate about it because I've been a physician assistant for over 30 years, practicing multiple medical and surgical specialties, 
you're a nurse, you know, you see all the chronic diseases that come in the hospitals. Mm -hmm. I was a a vascular and thoracic surgery PA first back in 1991, my very first PA job. So as a vascular PA, I walked through the dialysis unit every day. I saw the worst of the worst diabetics with that are sitting there on dialysis because so their kidneys have failed. They're blind, they're amputees. It's like the worst possible outcomes from di- end-stage diabetes. Um, and it, I just like, there's, there's something seriously wrong with this. I know there's got to be something better. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the thoracic surgery, um, we're taking out parts of people's lungs or their entire lung because of the smoking, which is another lifestyle issue. Yeah. Um, and then just years of internal medicine and multiple surgical specialties. Um, my last surgical job, we had to care, <clears throat> part of my uh, job was to care for the bariatric surgery um, patients. And that was just, for me, it, it was a horror because I'm, I'm seeing the patients in the hospital. So yes, there are a lot of patients that have done very well with bariatric surgery and, and that's awesome. But you know, being hospital-based, I would always see the complications. Mm-hmm. You know, the patients who would have the leaks from their staple lines, causing really serious problems, not being able to eat for weeks and months at a time, being fed in just intravenously, not being able to take any food by mouth, um, I saw people, you know, pulmonary embolisms and blood clots and people dying in their 40s. And I was just so frustrated and so angry um, because I realized that our, meth- our system is all messed up. You know, mm-hmm. we, we are tr- basically treating people. Our, our first line of therapy in our conventional medical model is prescription drugs and surgeries. Yes. And yes, absolutely. Sometimes we need them. But they're not the excuse me. They shouldn't be our first line therapy. Um, and after working in a weight loss clinic for over six years, I got to see the benefits of all the chronic disease reversal. Um, so people weren't just losing weight and getting their confidence back, mm-hmm. but I saw their diabetes was getting reversed, their blood bl- blood pressure was better, their cholesterol was better. It's like every, kidney function was better, their respiratory functions, asthma gets better. Every medical system of our, our organ system of our body benefited from a healthy weight loss program. And then I just got angry. <laughs> so I was like, why are we not doing this more for people? Why yes. are we not focusing on this? This should be, you know, the standard of care. This is what we should be focusing on. But we work in a medical model that is um, run by a pharmaceutical industry. Yep. And um, it just made me really angry. And I said, you know what? I, I can't even do this anymore. I cannot be a part of this system and just watch people suffer. We go into healthcare as practitioners because we want to help people. And when I know that there's a better way to help people, and I really feel like we're doing such a disservice to people by treating them this way, that I was like, you know, I can't be a part of this system anymore. I literally tore up my prescription pads. I tossed my lab coat and my stethoscope aside. I said, you know what? I don't care if I ever write another prescription again. Mm-hmm. I just want to teach people about healthy lifestyles and healthy nutrition. 
So I didn't even talk about the food yet, but <laughs> you asked me where my passion came from. And that, that's where it comes from because yeah, people deserve better and we have the knowledge. You know, I don't know if you're a Christian, I am, but the Bible says that people perish from a lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. So I want to share the knowledge so people can empower themselves and take charge of their health and reverse these chronic diseases that they don't have to have. And that's so true because I think um, we all know we have the knowledge, yes, but we don't practice the knowledge. We don't actually say, hey, let me eat better, you know, because we know the benefits. <laughs> so how do people get to that point of starting? I think starting is the hardest part. It's like having all the ingredients to bake a cake, but you don't know where to start. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we still need a lot more education because I know for me, I thought I was eating healthy. Um, but after I had my daughter, I was not able to lose all my baby weight. And I thought I had all the tools and the knowledge and I really didn't. Mm -hmm. And when people go to their, their doctors, their PAs and NPs, whoever, their dietitians, they're not getting enough of the right information. Um, so my, my number one recommendation, if I had to sum up my view about <laughs> nutrition, literally like two words, three words is eat real food. Yes. And there is so much fake Frankenfood chemistry projects out there on the shelves and it's killing us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people are, don't really realize because, you know, you walk into a grocery store and I think a lot, you know, people assume that, well, if it's on the shelves, it must be okay. It's been mm -hmm. tin tested. It's not going to kill me. It must be food. But people don't even realize that what food, don't even know what food is anymore. No. So I, I like to teach people that we have to go back to our ancestors, you know, before mm -hmm. we had grocery stores and boxed and packaged and fast foods, what were we designed to eat when we were put on this planet? Mm -hmm. Every, and that's what our body understands. It's the food is, is cellular information for the body. It's yeah. not just something to put in your mouth because it tastes good. So I like to tell, teach people about changing your mindset around food. Um, or like I, or I like to talk about people who, who like fast cars. You know, if you owned a, a high speed race car, mm. you would not put in garbage, gasoline and oils and fluids and stuff like that. You would put the top notch, best of the best you can possibly put for this high performance vehicle. Yeah. Well, I like to tell people you are far more valuable than that Maserati or that any other fast car, you know, that you think is amazing. You are far more amazing than that. And you deserve the highest quality octane you could give yourself. And that's high quality food, um, which was put on this earth when we were created. It's in their whole forms. It's the the animals, the plants, the nuts, the seeds, the things that grow on plants and grow from the ground and come from the animals. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Like it's that simple, but that's not what we're eating because that's not, there's so much other garbage that tastes good. That's available everywhere we go. It's yeah. harder to find the good food than it is the bad food, right? Yeah. Such an abundance of it. So. And then there's that misconception <laughs> that healthy food isn't good food. You know, people are, you know, yes. it's like, no, there is some good healthy food. Um, you just have to be willing to fix it. We're in this age of 
fast and quick and out the door and we forget right. to slow down and just enjoy, like you said, real food. Mm-hmm. And our bodies are like little machines. Like it breaks down everything. It knows when you eat certain foods, it already dissects and says, all right, these nutrients need to go here. These nutrients exactly. need to go here. And you're not getting enough of this, by the way. That's probably why you feel this way. Exactly. That's <laughs> right. And then the chemicals are coming in and our bodies are like, what the heck is that? I don't know what to even do with that. Or I don't mm-hmm. even know what it is. So we're toxic, we're inflamed, we're obese. And, you know, our bodies are screaming, are cr- screaming out for help. So yeah, we absolutely need to eat food that our body recognizes that comes from nature and it's not highly processed. Yes, I think getting away from the processed foods to a more healthier lifestyle, if you can do that, you know, I think someone said eat, I was listening to someone, it was like, eat five to 10%. If, if you have to eat takeout or something quick and fast, no more than that. If you can, you know, eat as natural as you, as you can, uh, try to do that as often as possible. Absolutely. I mean, there's a ton of mindset work we have, we have to do around it. Cause like you said, the people have the mindset of, well, it's not good food. Like if I can't have that ice cream Sunday, then I'm not getting good food, you know, mm-hmm. but really good whole food. I mean, taste delicious. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I switched over to that lifestyle and it didn't happen overnight, it was certainly gradual. I'm an Italian girl. I mean, I grew up eating pasta, you know, <laughs> and pizza like four days a week. So, I mean, it's a major lifestyle shift and I understand that. And it doesn't happen overnight for most of us, but just start with one thing at a time, you know, just reevaluate everything that you're taking in just look at one thing that you know is not good and take it out. And, and don't focus on what you can't have, but mm-hmm. focus on what you can have more of. Because when you look at you know, a grocery shopping list of, of whole foods, I mean, there's tons of stuff you can eat. And eventually your taste buds do adjust um, and it tastes so much better. I mean, I got to the point where, I mean, I love, love, love chocolate. <laughs> and <laughs> I knew, I felt like I knew I had arrived at a positive health transformation when the first time on one Halloween, when I dug into my daughter's candy dish, there was not one chocolate that I actually enjoyed because it was so sweet. And I was not used to eating all that sugar anymore because I, you know, got rid of so much sugar from my diet. And now like I can only eat, I still eat chocolate, but I get like a dark, dark chocolate um, that is not loaded with a lot of sugar. So, yeah. I agree. Like we only now eat dark chocolate. Last year, we kind of went away from using so much sugar. We didn't use a whole lot of sugar, but I didn't realize like um, I do use it more than I probably should. So we got away from using it. And like you said, like I went to eat some chocolate and I was like, oh, did it always taste like Like milk chocolate? Like, oh my gosh, like, no, but you're right. You have to really change your mindset and just starting slow and simple with just focusing on the good part and forgetting the rest of it. Worry about that when it, when it gets there, if you just start slow. Yes. And getting rid of the bad sugar is so, so important. And I think a lot of people don't realize how much sugar is in everything. 
because mm -hmm. I've heard so many times people say, well, I don't eat cake and cookies and candies and put a lot of sugar in my coffee and donuts and stuff like that. And yes, those are processed bad sugars, but people don't realize that pasta is all sugar. Potatoes mm -hmm. are all sugar. Mm -hmm. Rice is all sugar. Granola bars, cereals, mm -hmm. even condiments are loaded with sugar. Salad dressings on the shelves are loaded with sugars. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's sugar in all of these boxed and packaged foods. So um, we got to start paying attention, you know, to, to what we're putting, putting in. Yeah. Sugar and citric acid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't realize how much citric acid was in food either. That it's a lot. Yeah, and in that's everything. And that's made from GMO corn, uh -huh. which is garbage. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how do we add in the exercise? So we're changing our mindset around what we're eating. We're starting off slow, and mm -hmm. exercise is vital. You know, even if it's just a short walk, it's mm -hmm. just getting the body moving, getting the blood circulating. You know. Those are so, so important just to be moving. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is tough because we're in this digital age where we're sitting so much behind desks and computers and we're not getting to move. Um, but the, um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, I forget sorry. what I'm going to say all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what it was. The, uh, the most important thing for moving your body is find something that you like because the best, most effective exercise that you can possibly do is the one that you're going to be the most consistent with. So it has to be something you like, you know, if you hate going to the gym, then don't go to the gym, you know, work out at home. Um, don't do things that you don't like, or maybe people don't like, you know, what we think of as like formal exercise. Do you like dancing, you know, dance in your house with your kids or your spouse, um, just make it something that's enjoyable. But I also find that it's something that I have to put on my calendar, you know, we and schedule it in. Because I know as busy working moms, um, I always used to have the mindset of, well, I'm going to do all these things. And then at the end of the day, when I have time, I'll get the exercise in. Yeah. And then, you know, it never happens because no. by that time you're exhausted. I'm so done. now, exactly. I have to put my exercise, the first thing on my list. It's also on my head too. If I don't get it done first thing, I'm thinking about it all day. And so it bothers me that. And so if I get it done the first thing, then like for the, I feel like I, I can start the day, you know, and feel amazing. And I do feel amazing when I exercise first thing, it just gets everything going, gets your brain going, gets every muscle of your body moving. But yeah, we are designed to move. We, we definitely got to move our bodies. Um, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Are you going to say something? Um, the thing that I always like to encourage women to do because we tend to avoid it is strength training. When, when women want to exercise, we usually go for the walking or the treadmill and that's our thing. Um, or, you know, we'll be on a treadmill for 45 minutes or an hour and it's not the most effective use of your time. Mm -hmm. Most of us want to get the health benefits and um, keep the body fat down and you know, keep our um, blood sugar balanced and prevent these chronic diseases. And strength training is so, so good for that. Um, the recommendations uh, for physical activity by the American College of Lifestyle Medicine is about 150 minutes of cardio per week, which is about 20 minutes a day. 
um, but also include two to three days a week of strength training. Mm -hmm. um, of course, it's great to include some sort of flexibility and balance type exercises, whether you just, you know, stretching and things like that are super important. But I mean, you could put on YouTube at home in your, in your living room, whatever, um, a 20 minute, like high intensity interval training workout, it's 20 minutes and you're getting your cardio and your strength training all in one 20 minutes and you're done. Mm -hmm. You know, it's far more effective than, you know, getting on a treadmill for 30 or 40 minutes. So, yeah. I love the fact that you brought in the fact that when you're talking about balancing that blood sugar too, you know, mm -hmm. if when we're working on the nutrition, we're doing the exercises and how strength training is important. It does have lots of great benefits. I even talked to my mom about doing some adding weights <laughs> to, yeah. her, to her workout. Um, I don't think she's a geared up for it yet, but she said she would start yeah. slow. Because <laughs> most women think, oh, well, I don't want to get big muscles. And, and mm -hmm. trust me, and especially for us menopausal women too, you are not going to gain big muscles um, unless you are like really training for, you know, bodybuilding type workouts and stuff like that, where they're trying to grow muscles and the workout is completely different. If you are seeing, if you're a woman and you're seeing that muscle definition, it's because you're burning the body fat that's been sitting on top of it. It's like the muscle's been there all along, but you just didn't see it because you had the body fat that was covering it up. Yeah. So, but the muscle strengthening, I mean, you're, and you're burning calories a lot. Most of us are, you know, women since 70, over 70% of the population is overweight. Yeah. 42% is obese. Most of us are looking to um, burn a little fat with our workouts. Um, so when you're doing cardio, you're burning calories during the workout, but when you're doing strength training, you're burning calories far beyond the workout is over. Um, mm -hmm. because muscle burns a lot more fat and that's why men lose, lose weight easier than we do because they have a lot more lean muscle mass than we do. And they so. do more weight, um, training than we do too. So when they, right. when a man says, Hey, I'm going to be losing weight and working out, they hit the weights. They do yep. all those things. And, you know, we kind of stick with the, the cardio only mm -hmm. walking yep. and we're looking at our significant others or our spouses like, right. Getting, <laughs> getting angry. Yeah. <laughs> right. And those things are great. I'm not saying don't do them, but if you're, you know, busy working parent and you're time restricted and you're like, I only have 20 minutes to, to focus on this then they, like I said, the strength training or a HIIT workout is going to be much more effective. And, and again, you know, it's not everybody can do a high intensity interval type of workout. So, I mean, we always have to just start from where we're at. You know, if you're completely sedentary, you don't want to start with a HIIT workout, you know, just start yeah. moving, just start walking, stretching, you know, gradually building a little bit at a time so you don't get injuries. But I find accountability partners are really, really great for exercise too. you know, find a friend or family member who's going to help keep you accountable. You know, now with all, if they have so many exercise trackers with Apple watches and things like mm -hmm. that, you know, you can share with friends. You don't have to live next to each other. Um, you can share with each other and help keep each other motivated. And, you know, then some people have that competitive nature that, you know, can be really helpful. It is. I remember when me and one of my best friends um, were working out just knowing, checking in with her and seeing how she was doing. And I was like, oh no, 
Yeah. She can't, she can't, you know, I, I gotta, you know, I gotta bump up my, <laughs> but it right. was a healthy, fun competitiveness that was in the end, we both ended up benefiting from it. It helped us a lot. So absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Cause then you have to show up for someone else, you know, uh-huh. if yeah. it's just for yourself, you can be like, eh, I don't feel like it. <laughs> exactly. But when you know, you got to show up for someone else too. Then that changes the game a lot. It but, does. Yeah, but definitely got to schedule it in. Like if you got a doctor's appointment and you got to be at work, you're not missing that appointment, mm-hmm. you know? And so your, your health and your, your nutrition, your time for preparing meals, cooking healthy meals, you know, we have to find ways to schedule that in. We do. And we have to find ways to balance our blood sugar. What is the best way or what you normally, you know, say to people like, well, let me give you an example. So my mom, she's a little older now, but she probably won't like me saying that. But <laughs> lately, like for her, she has been having more dips in her blood sugar, which I told her, you know, it's it's the bread you're eating first thing in the morning and the coffee that you're drinking first thing in the morning. I told her, I think those two things, uh, you know, you may want to change that out for some fruit or something and get rid of the coffee because, you know, coffee, it's great. It puts you up and then she loves sugar. So she puts probably like 15, 20 packs of sugar in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's her. <laughs> yeah. She's not the only one mama. We're not getting on you. There's, there's so many people like that, but you know, that's, that's why I'm here to help. Um, I want you to try monk fruit. Monk fruit is a natural sweetener. It's not an artificial sweetener. It's actually made from a fruit called monk fruit. We don't have it here in the States. It actually comes from Asia, but -hmm. there's a lot of sweeteners out there now that you can find called monk fruit. I have one on my website too, if you want to see what it looks like. Um, But it's a great alternative to regular sugar that's not artificial or chemicals. Um, but, um, yeah, we got to get that sugar down. That's the biggest problem. And that's why I, my kind of niche is weight loss and blood sugar balancing because blood, high blood sugars are really the devil. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it affects every single organ system of our body and just chronic inflammation, the obesity, the heart disease, the diabetes, the kidney problems. I mean, it just causes so many, many problems. And like I said, people don't realize where the sugar is coming from. So um, I don't know, is your mom diabetic or not, or no? She's never been di- um, diabetic, but she is hitting the borderline. So yeah. she has been trying to keep more track of what she's eating and what she's putting into her body. And we went over the whole what is sugar? Cause she didn't really have an idea. Like, you know, all mm-hmm. these things have sugar. Like you said, the potatoes, the pasta that she mm-hmm. loves and yeah. she loves potatoes yeah. and <laughs> just saying, you know, like, all right, all these things have sugar. So mm-hmm. we have to really change, like you said, change the mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, getting educated about where, where the sugar is because most people just don't know. Um, but the problem, anybody who is overweight or pre-diabetic, they have insulin resistance. Insulin resistance is what causes diabetes. So basically, you know, just a brief education on that, you know, our pancreas is a gland that's in our abdomen and its job is to secrete insulin and digestive enzymes. So the, what happens is when blood, when sugar comes into our body, Um, the insulin senses it says, okay, there's sugar here. So the insulin's job is to take that sugar 
and move it into the cells to provide fuel for the body. But the problem is that we take so much more sugar in that our body needs that our insulin is working on overdrive. And insulin is actually a fat storage hormone. So you're actually gaining weight when you have too much insulin constantly pumping through your bloodstream. So here's the insulin pumping, 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 trying to get control of all the sugar that's coming in. And now it becomes resistant. It's like burned out because it can't do its job effectively anymore because there's so much sugar that it can't control it all. So the key is to take in less sugar and move more so we can burn off that sugar. So, and when we do that, our body can fix itself and mm -hmm. diabetes is reversible. Type two diabetes is reversible. Um, Pre-diabetes and um, insulin resistance, it is all reversible. We're just lowering the sugar content in your body. Um, it, it's really in a very simple philosophy, but I think, you know, the problem too that, you know, people are having and why we have such high rates of obesity and diabetes still is because we're not being taught this when we go to our, our practitioners and the practitioners don't even know. If you go to, if you're diabetic and you go to a dietitian um, for help with your nutrition and your insulin management, mm -hmm. they'll say, okay, you can have 40 to 50 grams of carbohydrates with every single meal. Yes. And then you have to take all this insulin to try to bring that sugar down. So it, it just doesn't work. So you're never correcting the problem. You're just keeping people in a chronic state of di diabetic disease and it just becomes more progressive. So the, the fix is take in less carbs. Therefore your body has to, um, bad carbs. Um, your body takes, um, doesn't have to produce as much insulin to counteract all the sugar. Mm -hmm. And it's all that hormone, hormone balancing. Insulin is a hormone. Yes. I love that. Simple. Like you said, knowledge is the key. Like, right. yeah, you said that from the beginning, education, educating yourself. I can't mm -hmm. talk. You got it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know better. We do better. <laughs> exactly. We do though. When you do know yeah. better and you, you really take the time to put yourself first. Cause that's what yes. it's really all about. It's yes. about taking the time to say, you know what? My health matters. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to gain control of my nutrition, get my, my blood sugars under balance and start moving and exercising, adding some weights in there mm -hmm. to just have a, and you'll feel better. Like you. Oh yeah. So much better. Oh yeah. Everybody's exhausted and fatigued. We're tired all the time. We have no energy and that's because of too much sugar most mm -hmm. of the time. I mean, there's other factors that come into play too. We're bombarded with toxins everywhere as well mm -hmm. um, and lack of sleep and not enough and too much stress. Um, mm -hmm. But when you are loaded, you know, overloaded with sugar, like the standard American diet is people are exhausted all the time. So yeah, I mean, you, you turn that around and you'd be amazed how much energy you get back. And then when you have more energy, you can move more. So, you know, exactly. it's, it's, it's all good. It's a domino effect. <laughs> that's right. That's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yes. So where can my listeners connect with you? You have a great website. Um, tell them all about it. Thank you. Well, my, my website is ritabrewer.com. So I do private coaching for um, people who want to transform their health. All the information about my practice is, is on the website there. Um, on social media um, is my, all the social media platforms is Rita Brewer Consulting. 
So I post health tips there all the time. And um, I also lead a healthy lifestyles ministry at my church, which um, I'm really proud of. Um, you know, we just reach out to, and help the community, you know, with free information and events to try to transform their health. And uh, we have a Facebook group too. If you guys would like to join the Facebook group, it's called RNCC Healthy Lifestyles Ministry. So we post health content almost every day. Um, so we'd love to have you uh, join us there as well. I love that. And don't worry, you guys, if you weren't able to write that down, I will have all of Rita's contact information in the show notes for you. So you can join her Facebook group, reach out to her on Instagram, go to her website and learn more about how you can start changing your life. Oh, and I have a free download on there too, with my top six things you can do to improve your health today. So um, that's on the website. So go ahead and get that free freebie. <laughs> I love that. We love free stuff, you know, free Absolutely. information. Yes. <laughs> it's a great way to start. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Before we go, is there anything else you want to, any more tea you want to spill? Oh gosh. Well, I know we don't have much time, but yeah, no, I think we covered like the really, the really important, important stuff. Um, so like I said, I I'm really would love for people to focus on their sugar intake because minimizing that decreasing it a little bit at a time, like even with your mom, like if she's taken in 10 packs of sugar in her coffee, you know, every couple of days, just do one, you know, or maybe every three days, just one less packet. So your taste buds have time to adjust. And, you know, cause when we try to do everything cold Turkey, you know, we're not going to be as successful. So there do have to be some gradual changes, but it does make it easier that way, but definitely try the monk fruit. Um, and yeah, just starting to paying attention, look at your total. When you do have something that has a, um, nutrition label on it, look at the total carbohydrate intake. I don't care about the fat. Don't even look at the fat. Just look at total carbs and you will see cereals are like 26 grams of carbs for like a half a cup. It's way too much, you know? So whatever has the highest amount of sugar or carbohydrates that um, those are the things that you want to start to decrease and avoid completely. I know this may start up a whole nother topic, but when she said the label, you know, what we've been doing is looking at the fact that when you look at the sugar label too, you may see something that has like uh, 10 grams of sugar and then underneath it, it'll say added sugar, six grams. So you have now 16 grams of sugar per one third cup. And if you're not really paying attention, you're eating that whole bag, which is probably like three cups. That's like, you're getting like almost a, like have almost hundred grams of sugar quickly in that one bag of a snack or something. Yeah. And it don't eat, sometimes the sugar might be very low and you think it's okay. But if you look at the total carbohydrates in general, mm -hmm. um, that is going to be much higher. Mm -hmm. So that's why I like people to focus on that as your number, your number one focus is your total carbohydrates. And, and when you look at labels too, you don't want things that have a million ingredients, mm -hmm. you know, cause if it's really a whole food, there is no barcode. There is no label at all. Just like a, a pear is a pear, a steak is a steak. There are mm -hmm. no barcodes. So those are the most ideal. But mm -hmm. if you do have something like peanut butter, you know, comes from a jar, 
you want to look for, you know, in the ingredient, don't be fooled by labels. Marketing yeah. labels are very, very deceptive. So look, turn it around, look at the ingredients. The very top ingredient is the one that that item has the most of. So when you buy peanut butter, you want it to say peanuts but, uh-huh. and salt, and that's it. But if you buy Jif or Skippy, there's going to be sugar as well. So buy the ones that don't have added sugar um, and then look at um, look at those labels as well. So there should be less than five ingredients. Mm-hmm. If you look at a box of cereal, there's about 20 ingredients and most of them are chemicals that you don't even know what they are. If you can't even identify what an ingredient is, that's a good sign that it's Frankenfood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's not good for you. <laughs> yes. Yep. Well, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing and spilling all this lovely tea. I, I that's a lot of information. I'm going to be processing all of this and, and sharing. Um, for all my listeners, don't forget to check out Rita's website. They will be in the show notes and get your free gift. Well, you guys, that was all the hot, delicious tea that we have to spill today. I hope that you were able to have some great takeaways. There were some great tips and ideas to really make you start thinking about how you want to show up in your life as far as your health goes. Um, If you have any questions or anything that you want to um, address, don't forget, hit Rita Brewer up. She's on Instagram. And, you know, ask questions connect, get involved, make your health and nutrition a priority. Now I will, I have all of Rita's contact information, her Instagram, all in the show notes for you guys. So it makes it easier for you to connect with her. Now, if you are interested in connecting with me, you can also follow me on Instagram at Smith Makita or go to my website, beautifullyunbalanced.com. Let's connect. You can email me also at time, T-H-Y-M-E, the number four, T, Makita, M-I-K-I-T-A, at gmail.com. Well, don't forget next week, the tea gets hotter. We are still brewing up delicious hot tea. Until next time. Namaste.